What up, what up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode, Note Investing with Fred Moskowitz. We are here to help you crush your goals. So guys, we're excited to invite Fred on the podcast. Fred, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. No doubt. Yeah. So this is a topic that I don't think we've actually covered before on our podcast. Frank, keep me honest, but Definitely. Um, I'm super interested because this is a great passive strategy. Um, and it I is. I can share a little bit more light on that, but um, I think that this is one of the more creative ways to make real estate investing a lot less painful than some of the other methods that most of us invest in. Um, so Fred, I don't know if you can start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you get started with note investing. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit about myself. I uh, I grew up uh, coming up, up through a very long, successful career. I was working at a computer engineer. Uh, okay. As a computer engineer, spent a lot of time working at technology and startup companies. And what I experienced was that uh, I watched my entire industry get turned upside down during the bursting of the dot-com bubble. And then that was immediately followed by the September 11th terrorist attacks. A lot of turmoil going on in the world. And what that made me realize was that I was way too dependent on the income from my, my job, from my paycheck, right? I loved the work I was doing. But I was in a job full of all of these circumstances that were completely out of my control. And what I learned was that no matter how talented of an engineer I was or how valuable of an employee I was, right, if things were not going well financially in the industry or at the company I was working for, then I could quickly lose my job for no fall of my own. And so I came to the realization that I wanted to have other sources of income so that I wouldn't be so dependent on the paycheck for my job. And with that, I turned to alternative investments. What I wanted to do was invest in assets, specifically buying, building assets, assets that generate income, assets that appreciate over time. And I, um, got involved in real estate, started building up a rental portfolio in Philadelphia, where, where I'm based out of, and did fairly well with that. And then over time, uh, through the relationships I had and through other investors that I was getting around, I started learning about node investing and uh, eventually had the opportunity to start buying notes, which I started back in 2010. So I've been at this for about 12 years. And um, it it has really grown for me. And uh, now I uh, I exclusively focus on, on note investing. Awesome. So let's start with the basics. Yeah. You, it sounds like you networked your way into this investment strategy. I did. If somebody was looking to get started, is networking the first place you would go? Or with what you know now, like where could somebody start if they were interested in learning more, getting started in known investing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, networking plays a huge role for sure. And I'll 
I'll uh, come back to that about why. But as far as getting started, um, really, like any other type of investing, it all starts with education. You got to get educated. Um, there are numerous books out there talking about node investing. There are events and conferences that you can attend live and learn about. There's so many uh, podcasts, uh, podcast interviews, and uh, information available online as well. But I, I would definitely start there. Start with a couple of, of books. I can make some recommendations later for your list, for listeners out there. But uh, like anything else, get educated. Um, that will help help you from making mistakes early on because it's very easy to make mistakes. It's very easy to go out there, buy a whole bunch of notes and lose a lot of money quickly. It's like anything else. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's important to get involved and take action. Absolutely. But have, have some guidance as you're getting started and uh, getting back to the relationships. That's a huge part of this because the node industry is all based on relationships. That is what I credit most to the success I've had and the growth I've had over the years. It's all about the relationships you have, the people that you put yourself around, the partnerships, the strategic partnerships and vendors that we work with, super, super important. So that's a, a little, little bit of an overview. Now, um, there are some fancy high-end uh, education courses and workshops and and things that you can you can take. Uh, I would say it's not necessary to spend money on some of these big ticket uh, trainings. Uh, nothing wrong with them; they're yeah, out there. Yeah. But there there there's other options. There's other ways uh, for someone getting started. Maybe investing in a note fund is a great option, which is more of a passive form of node investing, but you get to invest alongside with experienced experienced fund managers that already have the relationships in place. And you can benefit from their expertise, their experience in the industry, the relationships they have, the access to notes and all of that. And uh, so that that's a great way, uh, a great way to learn. There's lots of ways. There's no right or wrong answer. So it's just a matter of seeing what's out there and deciding what's best for you. Fred, question for you. Yes. Um, when when I think of real estate, obviously I'm big on diversification. And yeah. I think about the concept that there are people that have time, there are people that have experience, and there are people that have money. Would you say note investing would be a little more capital intensive, obviously, because you're investing in mortgages? So if you have, this is a great way to have like, if you want to be passive, but have a great paying job to invest, it's just another way to make money in real estate, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, this is a capital intensive business for sure. Um, you absolutely need to, to have capital available. And, uh, and it can come from different sources, but notes are typically bought as a cash transaction, right? So if you were buying a $100,000 note, maybe there'll be a discount on it down to 90000 that you can buy. But you have to fund that in cash and you're wiring off $90,000 to buy that note. That's typically typically how it works. And so for someone starting out, 
it uh, it often is a great a great way to start out. Um, and this is what I did actually. I started out in real estate, right? Where you don't need a lot of money to get in. You can you can use leverage. You can get in for uh, a lower amount of cash than the value of the asset because right. you're using leverage, and you buy some buy some real estate. Let that appreciate. Let your equity build up over time, and then once you've built up that equity, then you can redeploy that into note investing and earn a much higher rate of return. Actually, and so that's that's a strategy about how I got started with it. It um, and it, it really um, really is a, a great way to to increase your uh, your growth and increase the stability of your cash flow so without lifting a hammer yeah yeah it, so. it, it for sure um not to say that there's not work involved there there absolutely is there's different strategies uh you can be passive as a note investor by investing in a note fund or you can be more hands-on where you're buying a portfolio of notes individually and managing those and there's differing amounts of work and uh, risk, of course. And like anything else, if you want low risk, you're going to get a lower return, but more stability and higher risk brings in uh, the possible for a higher rate of return as well. So no investing. Yeah, let's <clears throat> talk about what it is. Secured or unsecured? If they're secured, like what are they secured against? What does that look like? Yeah, notes. So I focus on, uh, in our portfolio, we focus on residential notes all across the U.S. nationwide, uh, backed by residential properties. That could be single. Think of the Fannie, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac definition of a residential uh, financing. That's, yeah. what, that's what we focus on. Are you so, buying these from banks or who, like who's the demographic that you're buying these notes from we're buying them from large hedge funds banks other node investors okay. and so the all the notes we buy are were originated as uh bank or institutions okay. they originated them and then they sold them on the secondary market right as as we all know you, you go out, let's say you're buying a property, you're refinance, refinancing a property, you go, you sign all the documents at closing. Within three to six months, a lot of times, you get that letter in the mail mm -hmm. saying, dear Mr. or Mrs. Homeowner, please be advised that your loan has been sold. Here's the contact information for the new lender. Starting next month, please send your payments to them. Here's yep. our contact information. Don't worry. The terms of your financing will not change under any circumstances. And uh, make sure you send your payments there from now on. That's the secondary market at work. So loans get bought and sold every day on the secondary market. It's a huge business. And um, that's where we buy. So, are where these, we buy. so, so they are. Notes that you're um, buying or not distressed notes? Or is that an area that you play in? Um. I, I like to focus on notes that are cash flowing, that are paying, that have a good track record. Okay. Uh, it's my own preference, but there's all other, a uh, lot of different models out there for sure. 
And uh, notes don't need to be just on houses, right? Think about this. There are residential notes. There are commercial notes where there might be for business or for a commercial property, right? If you uh, buy notes from some smaller, you know, the smaller community banks, smaller lenders, they do a lot of business lending and they may be selling notes like that, that are uh, business loans. And there's also notes on other assets, right? Auto, there's auto debt. Uh, you could buy a note on an airplane or a yacht um, or Frank, are construction, you, are you down? construction Frank, equipment, all, right? right? Your, your local, your local yeah. paving contractor, think about all that construction equipment they have, right? That all gets financed. That all gets financed. There's notes on those. They're secured by by that um, that bulldozer or by that backhoe that they use, all that stuff. So th- a, a lot of that is, is out there. It's not a space that I'm directly involved in, but just know that that it exists. And there's also unsecured debt as well, right? Medical debt, credit card debt, um, consumer loans, all of these things. So what is your favorite style of note to buy? Like if you had, if, you had an opportunity across your desk. Like, what is the perfect opportunity? What does that look like? Oh, wow. The perfect opportunity is one where uh, there's the potential for upside. There is good quality of collateral. And, uh, I, and knowing that I'm dealing with a reputable note seller. Where someone that I've done business with before, that there's not going to be any funny business in the transaction. And uh, I want us to do a good, solid deal so that the next time there's an opportunity, guess who gets the first phone call when there's notes to be sold? Did you set him up to say that, Frank? I did not. That's literally. (laughs) That's really how how a a lot of this is. That's why I play the game with wholesalers. I'm like, listen, when the wholesaler brings me a deal, even if it's tight, I'm going to buy it. And I want to show them how efficient myself and my team is at closing. So next time they get a deal, they call us first. Yes, because they like doing business with you. And there's not game, no games played. Exactly. And if you don't like the deal, you'll just tell them up front, I don't like the deal. Here's why it doesn't meet our parameters but keep me in mind next time. And it's all good. And you, you walk away. And, That's a key uh, component. Yeah. Component. Tell them, tell them why, Hey, I appreciate you bringing me this deal, but um, we have a wholesaler that I've cleared multiple deals with over the last couple of years. And they pushed uh, an opportunity to me. And I said, Hey, listen, like doesn't work at 190, willing to buy it at 170. I'm not sure if you have room, but this is where this deal works. We do like the area, but it's really just driven by price. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's people... communicating, right? Having open yep. communication and making a transaction be a win-win for all parties. Absolutely. Because when that happens, then you you grow together. You do a great deal. Everyone walks away with benefit. And then the next time you can do another one. And maybe it'll be an even larger, uh, larger transaction. I love that. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Fred, what kind of deal size are you looking at right now? And I know if we have people starting out, completely different world, but just to help people put it in perspective, what kind of deal size are you looking at at the moment? 
deal size, there's, it's such a broad spectrum for, for anyone considering this. uh, You can buy notes that have a small of a loan balance as five and $10,000, right? Like really small. I wouldn't recommend it because um, it's not efficient. It's the same work to analyze and buy a note that has a $5,000 loan balance as it does to buy a note with a $100,000 loan balance. So think about that. Um, I, I like being more in, more in the middle, but as far as transaction size, th- it can be all over the place. Uh, loans, you know, jumbo, jumbo mortgages can get up to a million, million and a half or more, right? Um, I, you wouldn't want to buy that as the only loan you buy because you're putting all of your capital into one deal. I would rather uh, ha- see that split up across 10, 20, or 30 notes if you're uh, buying at that level. But th- there's no limit. There's no limit. Uh, and, and if you're starting out um, and looking at a note fund, possibly, there are note funds that have a... It, it depends on their minimum, minimum investment. Typically, what I see out there are note funds that have a $50,000 minimum or $25,000 minimum. Uh, some have higher minimums, $100,000, $200,000, and a little larger. And, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's all about finding the one that matches up to your particular needs and what you're looking for and the risk tolerance that you're comfortable with. Got it. Are, are there, is the risk tolerance easily labeled or is it just you figuring it out? I mean, especially with the funds. Uh, I remember back in the day, mortgages were like A, B, AAA, stuff like that. Yeah. But- yeah, it, it's it's something you have to talk through with the with the different funds and analyzing their offerings um, and seeing what you like. There are note funds that focus on residential mortgage notes, right? And then I see other funds out there that they are the backing for hard money lending. So all the capital yeah. they raise gets deployed into hard money loans for people doing fix and flip deals, right? Where they're they're lending out at 12, 12% and a couple of points on top of that. Um, and their loans are for six months or for 12 months in duration. And then the capital comes back. So you have all of these different uh, scenarios. Another one that, that I can talk about, um, for any of you that are business owners, you probably get deluged with uh, marketing mail from the... Um, money lenders the ones that the ones that lend through merchant cash advances do you know yeah, we definitely do about? yeah if you have a business you're getting their mailings right and they lend at like it's crazy it's like 30 40 percent uh interest rate it's high um is that why they the, don't show the numbers on all the paperwork and you always wonder that 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 um those get backed by different funds. So you can invest in, in those deals. Um, they're very, they can be very lucrative, but they have a high rate of default too. And so, uh, that that's, that's part of that risk reward, right? Uh, it's like any other type of investing, but if you're starting out, I always say start out with something, uh, low risk, a little bit easier, something where you have oversight 
and get comfortable. See if it's for you. And over time, you'll learn more. You'll have more experience. You can venture out into more uh, complex or problematic type of deals that have a higher uh, upside in them. And that's okay because your experience level is coming up as well. So I'm a rookie note investor. Yes. If I wanted to learn how to speak the lingo, what are some of the terms that I should be paying attention to analyzing my first no deal? Well, uh, some of the terms, let's see, um, most important terms, um, UPB, unpaid principal balance. That's the amount principal owed on the note. Uh, there's a lot of terms around the loan collateral, the loan file, which includes the note, the mortgage, the assignment of mortgage, which is uh, the document that transfers ownership. And then that gets recorded in the county courthouse uh, showing who owns the lien against the property. Um, in addition to that, um, loan servicers and we can we can talk about what that is loan servicers they're one of the most important vendors to have in the notes business when you hire a loan servicer they're going to take care of a lot of of the hands-on and day-to-day details of owning a note which includes collecting the payments taking phone calls from the borrowers um, managing the amortization schedule, keeping track of that accounting. They send out the tax statements at the end of the year for the borrower and for the lender. And um, they manage uh, a payoff. If the property is being sold or refinanced, they handle the payoff and all the coordination with the title company to accept the payoff and then release the lien against the property and get that recorded. So they really handle uh, handle a lot. Um, so those are some of the some of the main areas. Uh, I would say to, to really learn this and learn lingo, pick up a couple of books about note investing that really talk about that. Um, I have a book myself, which is a wonderful introduction. And there are some other uh, really good ones out there. So uh, that, that would be a great place to start. What's the title of your book? The title of my book is The Little Green Book of Note Investing. It's available on Amazon. I am Googling or Amazoning that now, however you want to say that. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, you joke about being a rookie. I've, I've done a few, uh, mostly seller seconds, but I have done some uh, lending to uh, some restaurants and stuff like that. So. You originated those notes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's the that's one of the ways to uh, to get involved in note investing is to sell a property with owner financing and uh, originate that loan. And um, it works out great for you because you continue to earn cash flow and you don't own the property anymore, right? Isn't that nice? What was really amazing about that deal, one of them was that I didn't think I'd be able to sell it at that high of a price, but because they took the seller, they took my, me as a seller second. Basically, all that second mortgage was almost all was was all profit, and more than I thought I was going to sell it for. So, uh, if I had put it on the open market, I would have sold it for a certain number, but instead, I got another thirty or forty thousand by holding a second. Yeah, and what's another factor about that is if you were to sell that 
uh, property outright, uh, that profit would come in and then you would have taxes due on all the profit in one year. But if you originate a note and it's structured properly so that you can get it qualified as a installment sale by the IRS, that's the IRS term, an installment sale, what happens is you can spread your tax bill out over the amortization schedule of the loan. And so you're paying a little bit of taxes each year, which is much better because the likelihood of you getting pushed into the next tax bracket is uh, is unlikely. So there's there is a tax consideration there. Now I'm not not an accountant. I'm not giving tax advice. But if you're thinking of selling a property, talk to your CPA before you sell, and ask them. Is this a strategy that would make sense for you for your transaction? And they can go over that with you. But that's a really powerful strategy. I love that. What's funny too is that I get um I still get mailings because I still have some of the loans. And I'll have no no buyers that still contact me and uh, offer to buy it, even though it's always been a performing a performing note. And some of them are, are interest only. Uh, I've had one for over a decade. He pays me interest only, and he doesn't care. Yeah. Still owns the property. I get paid extra. Win win for everybody. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. Good spot to be in. So. Can you share with us like a, a hurdle that you had to overcome, something that you wish you had learned earlier in your investing career, no investing career? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something I wish I learned earlier. When I started out, the first couple of note deals I did, I bought really small notes. I was looking at this the other day. Uh, I bought one that had like an $8,000 loan balance and another one that had a $12,000 loan balance. And I did okay with them. But what I quickly realized was that it's the same amount of expense and work and effort and energy to, to do an $8,000 loan as it is to invest in an $80,000 loan. And so I quickly started to shy away from the small deals because it's not really worth uh, worth your effort and and the risk you're taking. You're going to take some risk, so make it make it worthwhile. Make it worthwhile, and then when you have that um, the profit coming in, it's much better. And um, that that was something I learned early on. My first couple of deals, uh, it didn't take too long for me to realize that. I said, "No, I'm I'm going to ramp up, ramp this up quickly." Fred, what's the, what's the biggest challenge in your business right now? The biggest challenge in, in my business, it's, uh, it's something that is really out of our control. It's timing, right? Timing, having capital available, and timing, having opportunity to invest in, in buying notes. Sometimes you get a great buying opportunity and you just don't have capital available and you have to pass. And on the other hand, you could have the inverse of that, and it's uh, it's a tricky it's a tricky dance. But what happens is over time you build momentum and have steadier deal flow, and then you're okay. You're okay. Uh, sometimes things line up very nicely. Other times, 
it seems like it's 180 degrees away from that, but that's okay. That's part of life. That's why we're in the investing game. It is, uh, it's not always easy, but something for sure is we're always learning, always growing every single day when we're out there. I understand that completely. I like to be uh, cash uh, poor and asset rich, uh, always putting money to work. All right. So we have three questions we ask all of our uh, guests. The first one is, if someone wants to become a better investor, what would you recommend? If someone wanted to become a better investor, the first thing I would recommend is uh, take a look at the people you're putting yourself around. Hell yeah. Right? Take a look at the people you're putting yourself around. Are you spending time around people that are at the next level at where you aspire to be? Because um, when you do that, you're going to be involved in the conversations they have. You're going to be listening to the things they listen to. You're going to be attending the events they attend and spending time with them and talking about higher level problems, higher level opportunities. And so that helps bring you up. It lifts you up, uplifts, uplevels you. And so that is one of the, no matter what, what in business you're in, what investing you do, really be mindful and be cognizant about that. And if you're spending your time around people that um, are not where you want to be, they're not um, in a direction where you aspire to be, then um, maybe it's time to, to make some changes. Maybe it's time to reprioritize who are the people you're spending time with and taking a look at that. Sounds good. Thank you. That's perfect. Um, besides your own book, what is one book do you consider uh, a must read? A must read that I consider is uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Super powerful book. Uh, it helps your productivity and um, the momentum in what you're doing, because let's let's face it: for all of us, we're investors, we're entrepreneurs, we're business owners. We need lots of energy, lots of moment, momentum to do what we do and get out there and crush it every day. Mm -hmm. It's a great yeah. book. All right, last question: uh, What do you want to be when you grow up? Which means five to ten years from now, where do you see you and your business? Oh, wow. Where, where do I see myself? Um, I see myself as a, a lifelong learner, constantly growing, constantly learning, spending time around people that uplift and up-level each other. And um, when I'm ahead those number of years, I want to be able to turn around and do the same for someone else that's just getting started. Love that. Nice. Love that. So Fred, we appreciate having you on the podcast. Um, I'm sure that a couple of the listeners probably want to reach out. What would be the best way to either follow you or reach out if they have any additional questions? Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, best way to connect with me is to visit my website, which is fredmoskowitz.com. Or if you prefer an easier spelling, you can go to giftfromfred.com. 
and uh, sign up on my website. I have a special report about node investing. Be happy to send to you. And if you prefer, if you like using your mobile, mobile device, you can text the keyword money to the phone number 215-461-4433 and then just follow the prompts and uh, we'll be back in touch with you. But I always love networking with investors, connecting with folks and uh, look forward to interacting at a deeper level. Thank you. So you guys heard the man, giftfromfred.com. Get that free guide. That's I'm already on it. Thank you. Probably boatload of money if you want to take part in some note investing. So we hope that everyone enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. Um, in between podcast episodes, follow us on Instagram or Facebook where we post daily content or check out our website at thecashflowkings.com. Cheers to your success. The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice.